0: Hello and welcome to an anniversary edition. It is now two years, well it was as at last, Friday, is Friday or Saturday, Friday, sixteen seventy. yes, uh, that was clever, uh, Friday, uh, two years since I left my old job, my full-time corporate salary job, and set up on my late life career change, so... This is episode 88, anyway, of the Late Life Career Change podcast with me, Phil Swallow. And uh, I I really had to think long and hard about the title. So I've called it Two Years On uh, because it is two years on, as I've just said. And uh, it's been a bit of a journey, I would say. Um, It's very much dominated by something that I never anticipated it would be dominated by, such as COVID 19 and all that that entails numbers are on the rise over here in the UK and it's not great reading and I think we just need to be all sensible. I don't honestly think that the government are going to come back with um, lockdowns and things. I really don't. I think this is how we live with it and, uh, you know, let's hope it is just or somehow contained, but it's down to us really at the end of the day. We spread it so we can hopefully find a way of stopping the spread and being sensible. But uh, yeah, so i had a bit of a reflection I suppose over what I what I've been doing. I mean, I set out at the outset to be all about headshots and um, I've I mean, I stopped advertising that part of the business and it was very much hit by COVID. And I still get sort of inquiries from time to time. I still get people looking at that part of my website, but I'm not really doing them at the moment. And and I suppose if I'm honest, uh, I never want and I think I'm sure I've said this before I never wanted it to be full on Um, you know I I don't even class myself as semi-retired whatever that means Um, but I wanted to have a balance of time for me to do stuff time for me to learn time for me just to not answer to someone else's you know commands as you get in the corporate world or a salaried employee Um, and I kind of you know survive or fail or whatever the term is by those choices but I'm happy that I've made that choice you know work comes in and I do it um, but I've got time to learn got time to spend with the family and support my mum particularly with family stuff and so you know sometimes needs some support there as well so health and otherwise so um, it's really just trying to get all that blend right and, uh, and you almost need to have this kind of open diary and um, you know, where anything could come in at any time, day or night to to work on, to be able to achieve that. So um, absolutely no regrets whatsoever. Uh, And one of the things which I mentioned in previous podcast or two was about making a formal commitment to create more time for myself because time is such an extremely valuable commodity. And I'll talk about a sort of example of that in a minute. And doing what I've done has given me time um, and it's just been wonderful. Uh, you know, you almost don't kind of think of the money and stuff, but the time options that I have now are just tremendous. So as part of that, I thought, you know, I've been f- for too long uh, working on planning my next video because I want to do these, you know, they're not going to be done every week. And I, so admire my people like Jago Hazard, a successful YouTuber who does three a week. And they're good. They're very good. He's got a very good subscription group and um, and I'm sure he earns a, a tidy packet of money on the back of it. Um, but no, I, I say partly because of my other commitments, I just wanted to do them almost more about films and stories, um, which he does as well. Anyway, uh, but, you know, my own style, developing it and just do the research and bring these things to life, particularly the local history. That's really kind of got me... Um, and they do take different forms my videos, as you've probably seen if you've seen them on YouTube. So I'm currently working on one about my kind of area that I grew up in. And uh, I may, I reached out to the Bourne Society, B-O-U-R-N-E, and they cover all the local history in our area. They have done for many, many years. They've got publications galore. Reached out to them, and one of the guys came back to me, one of the main men who looks after the East Surrey Museum down in Catrum, Long story short, uh, I went down there this afternoon and um, bought a couple of their publications. One's about Wallingham, but it covers not only Wallingham. I mean, it's a proper book, but it covers uh, Hamsey Green as well, which is my next area, which I aim to shoot next week. And also, they had the curator digging out some stories of stuff that I had some specifics that I had. I won't won't give too much away at this stage, but it was a really successful trip, and um, you know, got some good good content for not too much financial outlay um, met some nice nice people there in the process and exchanged my card and so on um, and I think that'll be a kind of developing relationship all the while I'm doing these films and I want to kind of do the focus on the local area the sort of top of the hill villages rather than doing the white leaves and catrums and Kenley's at this stage because having done the walk and talk broad brush type of films with the main story I might do some sort of slightly deeper films, branch off, um, shorter, but just things that I can, you know, pop out a bit more regularly on, on YouTube. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. That might be something to consider into the winter and beyond, particularly as I, I won't want to be spending a long time outdoors filming, but I still aim to get out there. So, so that was really successful. Uh, got the information that I need to now, and I'll, I'm going to have a read of that later, and I'll put that um, together over the next few days and then film next week, edit and get it out there because I plan to do a Croydon revisited one as well. Um, But I just love local history. It's almost like an onion and and I'm peeling one layer and kind of getting to another one and being interested in that, peeling that one. Um, And also making contacts and this whole important networking thing that I've mentioned before is really valuable Uh, and it will enable me to make a good product so that if people want to look up an area, they've just got a bit of a backstory that I hope can um, I can bring to life for them about the area that they live in. Uh, whilst it'll look very different now, uh, you know, if I can tell a bit about their past from when it became farmland to residential, and that's the main focus. I'm not going back to the Neolithic times and all that sort of stuff, although that's very interesting in museum terms. It's more about, you know, things that we can recognise and make a link to. So that was good. And uh, I'm now fired up to get get on the way with that one um, I booked a job the other day uh, Monday I went to Arsenal Crystal Palace Palace being my team travelling up there just sort of glanced at my phone and I've I'd, I'd had some emails coming in during the day when I was doing stuff and I thought well I'll just kind of do my emails so to speak on the train on the way up and um, just glanced at the list and it said something about a panto thing and I thought okay that's probably just any old thing anyway looked at it properly um and I took my seat in the train compartment and it said yeah would you be able to come along 30th of October Saturday afternoon they've got a sort of press launch for their pantomime season um so there'll be some stage shots and some individuals and this and that he's going to to put a shot list together. So I went back to him just to confirm the times, you know, and he said it's, it's only a couple of hours really. And I priced that accordingly and he was fine with that. So he's going to say, come back to me with the details and I'm looking forward to that. And this is at the Bridge House Theatre where I filmed the video the other week or the, the kind of trailer, which I've talked about. And the nice thing was there that I kind of gave them something for free at the time. So I was booked to do the job for filming for Mohit. And I just said I just took some random, uh, almost uh, shots of each performance, um, including the guys that host it, uh, Luke and Joe, and just sent it to them afterwards. So look, here's some stuff, and they they put it up on social media and on all that good thing. Um, and obviously, the East, perhaps for whatever reason, uh, they have got an associate photographer who's part of their company, um, and. I don't know why, they all know why, but they asked me if I could do it, and um, and it's all booked in, which is tremendous, so I'm really looking forward to that, so what was funny is that there was actually my, my final email when I got talk about prize and confirmation was actually in a gap in play, there was a, it was mid-match and there's a player getting some treatment on the pitch for an injury, <laughs> and there's uh, me just doing a very quick and important business email, so that was cool. Um, The other thing that I did this weekend was put a load of stuff up on eBay. Uh, So eBay used to have this thing, I think it was every two weeks, they had a fixed, I think it was a pound sale fee, and then it changed to a percentage, but they reduced the frequency, and I thought it was going to the first weekend of every month. But anyway, it was last weekend, which is what, the second weekend of the month? And it's something like... 80% discount of the fees, or you only pay 30% or something is a percentage anyway. And you have to accept the offer. And then if it sells within the original time period, which I've just done for a week, um, so it's like the original listing per se, then the discount is applied. So I had some stuff ready to go um, and the packaging and all that to one side. So it's all kind of literally ready to go. And the listing process is quite easy nowadays with eBay. I always kind of I always put it off and then eventually get round to it and and obviously I did. I eventually got round to it, did it, listed them all and I think all of them have had watchers and views and one item which I must admit I thought maybe not as popular, that's had a bid, like the initial bid that you put on when you list something on eBay. So that will sell even if it's just for that one bid and obviously I priced it such that that really is the minimum I would accept but I would accept it. So, So on mostly Sunday one item that I decided to add in on Monday next week I'll be uh, dealing with the you know finalising of those um, bids watching watching people have a bidding war over my items which is good fun uh, and then that'll be some income coming in so I bought the, the lens that one of these will be kind of sold for if you like I bought that the other week and I've used it tentatively so far but I'll be using it again very soon certainly on that booked gig and um yeah i think i i think i'm going to get some good income on ebay you can look up you know what these things sold for in the past and kind of do a rough eyeball average so uh yeah that'd be fun that'd be fun hopefully getting that money in and doing some packaging up and visits to the courier drop-off point and the post office and whatever so that'd be uh that'll be uh, the early part of next week for me tied up um and the other thing i've done which again is a bit of a put-off but uh i've this morning finalise the upload of some footage to pond five so these are a stock agency Uh, and where they often feature these stock agencies is if you're watching a particularly a documentary uh, it'll have all the credits at the end and they will often have a whole list and it might be like getty alamy shutterstock and pond five often features there because they're quite big on footage although you can have stills on there as well Um, it is quite a faff to upload stock clips, I'll be honest. And I think that probably puts people off from actually doing it. But it's worth it, because if you get a sale, certainly on footage, the, the income is pretty good. I've only had the one so far, but I've got a tiny library. You know, some people have thousands of clips. But what I did there was, I, But it was all about Cooden Beach when we went there in, in uh, June, and it was just drone footage so far. I mean, I might do some other stuff. But, you know, these clips can be as short as three seconds and normally maximum 60 seconds because they're just used as kind of splash shots almost on, on, um, on people's films, just if they want a certain look. Um, and, of course, with my early days of drone flying, and maybe it's still like this with advanced drone flying, um, often you'll go somewhere and you might hover for a bit and then you'll whiz round and face another direction and hover, and then you might go up and go down and pan and tilt and zoom and whatever. I'm making up some of those terms. Um, But you will end up in one sort of clip. You will end up with multiple usable clips. So what I did was the other day in my video editing software, I just went through and literally cut them up. So I thought, well, where would be the start of something usable and where would be the end? Cut, cut, made that a clip in its own right, and those are then the images or footage that I upload to POM5. So I think I've updated or uploaded 28 this morning. Um, real mixture. I mean, if you see my video, my short video, two minutes or something of Cooden Beach, you'll, you'll get an idea on YouTube. Uh, but it's down with them for their quality control reviews. I mean, they, they do have some built in. They'll reject certain things, I think, if, if they don't meet the appropriate criteria. Um, but I, what I need to be doing now is disciplined. And I do find with these, these darker win, winter mornings, and my body clock still gets me up early, well, uh, as does a cat landing on me and wanting some food. So I tend to get up earlier than Sue normally, um, and that's a great time of the day to work out this footage, do the cutting and uploading and typing in of keywords and descriptions and things. And because with um, stock footage you almost never use sound it's, it's a quiet process as well apart from me tapping on the keyboard so what i want to do now is establish some momentum um i mean while i've got a number of those keyword groups for kuden it might make sense to do some of the handheld footage that i took so i took some on the gopro i took some on my iphone um so yeah i i, I may do that or i might just kind of break it up a bit and just see what else i've got to use I've got so much footage, you know, and if you're out somewhere and you might just take a quick shot of, I don't know, a parade or a march or something like that you see coming through, all of that can be usable. And I think it's just that we're not all all necessarily tuned to do it. I mean, simple things like stabilising your camera or holding it as steady as you possibly can is really important. Um, And it's funny when you see videos that people share on social media I wonder what they're doing with their phones sometimes. It's almost like they're waving them around or or they're going for a jog with their phone in their hand and they say, oh, look at what I've just seen in the village. And you think, well, as someone actually said the other day, they posted a clip like that. And one of the comments was, I actually felt sick watching this or trying to watch it. So next time you look at TV, you'll probably watch it for about a nanosecond to realise that generally the camera's still. There is a modern filmmaking technique and documentary technique to a degree where there is some hand-held camera work used, but it's still designed to be generally stable. It might just be the odd little movement. And sometimes it's using like cookery programs. It might get an angle down on a something being chopped or flour being sieved onto something. Um, And, you know, there might just be some, because there's shoulder cameras and that kind of thing, there might just be some movement there to show that. But Um, By and large, if it's watchable because it's still or generally stabilised and the content is worthy, um, then it's worth considering. Um, And say my example was that I I don't even think it was a 4K clip. I think it was a 1080, my my one sale so far on POM 5, which I think will grow as I put the effort in, put more in there, by the way. But one out of... um, I think I had 31 on there in total and they're all sort of local lockdown stuff and it was the Croydon one I did in November last year and it was it was a pan of some shops in the um, the pedestrianised area in Croydon and uh, it wasn't great it was in 1080 HD uh very standard because I'd not actually set out to do that that day but someone bought it um I can't remember what the Price was they might have paid twenty something dollars, and I'm going to get eleven dollars fifty seven. Uh, not a bad return, is it? For a few seconds of not even four K quality video. So, if you multiply that up, and you've got a big portfolio, and it's the sort of things that sell well and sell multiple times, you know, it's it's a nice passive income. It can either sit on your phone in your iCloud phone library, or sit on your computer on the hard drive, hopefully backed up, or it can sit in a stock agency, agency and they can buy it. So there you go. Um, anyway, so, uh, yes, so my plans for the next few days are to just get into the momentum of stock. Uh, we're going to see the James Bond film tomorrow, have a bit of food, uh, going to meet up with my kind of new cousin, see earlier edition about what I found out about my family situation, um, have a bit of a restful weekend If possible, Oh, well, I'll go to the Palace game on Saturday against Newcastle. Um, and so it'll be the, the sort of creativity that I've got, unless something comes in, uh, will be more about processing what I have than going out and shooting new. I mean, the weather's not been lending itself to drone footage and the like at all. Um, but yeah, that's how I'm planning to spend my time. So I'm now in year three of my late life career. and I'm having a blast, an absolute blast. And I thoroughly recommend it. Um, particularly if you've had thoughts since COVID and a lot of working patterns have changed. You know, maybe this is the time, if you can do it financially, maybe this is the time for you to just just take a leap. Um, plan it as much as you can. Um, but, you know, maybe, maybe just think about that. Quality of life, quality of what goes on in your head and getting some time back maybe. Uh, So anyway, I am going to leave it there. Thank you very much for listening. Podcast numbers were nice and steady for the last week, which I truly appreciate. And uh, tune in again for next week's show.